Hello and welcome to the 13th episode of the IMO podcast. I'm your host, Yusuf Musa. And hey, what's up? Back at it again, back at it again. It's a Tuesday, posting this on Wednesday. Um, how you guys been? I've been fine. I've been doing well. Uh, life's been serving me great, surprisingly. Um, you know, apart from the up and downs, the unexpected ones, the things that you can't control. But as far as the things that I can control, life has been serving me well. It's been serving me well. I hope it's serving you guys well as well. Well as well. I just said well twice in one sentence. But you get what I mean. Who fuck cares? Uh, right now I am drinking um, a uh, decaf tea from uh, Asda, which uh, my old manager now recommended. Um, pretty good recommendation. It's got a really nice flavour. <sighs> Sorry, I have to make that sound when I'm sipping something hot because it, it makes the trickling down of heat much easier. Uh, well, what's up? What's up, boys? It today? It's a Tuesday, as mentioned before. Oh, what was my day today? Um, uh, woke up, had breakfast, meditated beforehand. I had an, uh, uh, well, I had to uh, re re uh, fill, filled out my system uh, finance forms. Well, not really. I filled half of it for, and then let my sister do the rest because she knows all the tax details and all that shit. Um, lucky me, I don't have to memorize that shit and know that shit because we already have a designated slave for that bullshit. Thank God for that. Um. What else? Uh, did sorted uh, then sorted that out, uh, and uh, was supposed to sort out something. Uh, I forgot. I'll try and sort it out after recording this. Uh, basically, is for some reason uh, back in my old MacBook days. For some of you who remember the previous episode, I mentioned that I had a MacBook that belonged to my sister, which is now broken. She had discovered that. But anyway, that's in a previous episode. Um. Uh, so back in that day, I used to be subscribed to some uh, really cheap, really uh, low quality antivirus. I didn't know much back then, but I thought, hey, I just need an antivirus ASAP. And uh, turns out that somehow, some way, the, the antivirus has been taking money from uh, my mother's card for three years, fifty pounds every year, taken away for no reason and no use at all, which is very strange. It must have been like uh, must have been seventeen at the time. It must have been back when I was doing my second year of six one, but doing my A levels. A very very strange world, and um, so yeah, that happened, which was very unforgiving. Uh, and I need to sort that out. Forgot to sort it out. I was, got busy, uh, so did that, sort out the strip finance thing, printed out the papers, printed out some postage papers for my sister, which is the bane of my existence, because she keeps ordering shit and returning them, or she's signing shit on Depop, oh, God, and I have to print the labels and everything, it's all chaos, actually, no, I think in Depop you can just, um, write down the paper, you know, eBay style, rather than having to print something out, I believe so. Only when it's a return, I guess Depop will sort out a return. But I don't know, I've never sold things on Depop. I've bought things from Depop. I bought um a pair of Jordan 6s, the hair versions. The hair, yeah, whatever the fuck you want to call them. They're, they're from uh, Back to the Future. They're a Bugs Bunny one. They're very cool. Um, haven't worn them that much. I've only worn them three or four times. 
because they were they were they were very expensive. Not gonna lie, so I want to take care of them. Got them dirty on the last time I bought them. Now I need some uh, Jason Mark or some sort of uh, sneaker cleaning product to uh, revitalize uh, and re uh, re exuberate. Fucking hell, I can't. I can't stop using big words. Use it for exuberate. The fuck. Re, re, relive, re, reincarnate. Oh, that's another big word. Fuck. I don't know the word. Re, re, reuse them. <laughs> so yeah, the Jordan Six S. Fuck man. I just, my problem is, is that I don't know the simple word, which I hate because it makes me look like a snobby cock. And I always use the the, the, the the complicated word. Reincarnate isn't that complicated. Re-exuberate. I was like, God damn, you are a posh motherfucker, boy. And I ain't even posh. I was fucking... I'm, uh, lived in Lebanon for 10 years in my childhood. Man, I shouldn't be this great. Um, so you look at you showing off internally and trying to hide it. You said, you know you were small as it was. Hey, shut the fuck up. Leave me alone, man. I don't like looking small. I don't like showing off. I don't like anything. All I like is just recording this episode every week and doing stand-up. Which, uh, unfortunately, has gone to a more increasing halt, uh, given the current circumstances in the UK. Um, uh, hopefully, actually, I don't think it affects it. Uh, the, the, they changed the rule because the uh, coronavirus uh, cases have been increasing in the UK. Which is unfortunate, uh, mainly due to the return of schools. Like, if um, if any UK citizens out there, all you need to do, all you need to do, is just notice the McDonald's queue after like three on like three thirty. You just notice that, and it's just full of school children, scrunched to the core, no centimeter apart. You know, uh, it reminds me of that uh, 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 Seinfeld joke about, oh, we don't have a weight problem. The only way we'll have a weight problem is we're all fat and we have, we're just centimeters apart, scrunched. We will go, we can't breathe. That's when the America would be considered to have a weight problem. Eat. <laughs> Which is uh, a funny observation. Um, yeah, so, uh, don't know. Uh, I've, I've planned to do it, uh, coming October. Um, November or October, but it seems a bit dangerous right now. The the the, the new rule is uh, parties of six cannot be out in public. Public parties more than six cannot be out in public places, which is a stupid rule because basically in a wedding, all you need is six members of that family, and the say max applies. So, no, it's a very strange rule. Or maybe in stand up, all you need is like because it's always a party of two in stand up and they're separated, and it's, it's a two meter social distance now. I don't know how they're going to do that in, in venues, is that I know, but our closure rooms are quite tight, and they always seem to be situated in the basement of a bar or something. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to go back. I really want to go back. It's fucking daunting me. It really is. Um, but, uh, finished reading, finally finished reading a book. God, Jesus Christ almighty. Finished reading the Bob Dylan Chronicles Volume One today. Um, it, it was it's a great book. It's a fantastic book. I might have to read it more than once throughout my lifetime. I might have to read it once a year, I think, because to fully dissect the depths of that book is is very very tough, man. It's very tough because it, it seems like it's it's a great read. That's the thing. It's so well written. and I've have a feeling that there's more to digest from it from second reads. 
but maybe that's because of my sporadic reading schedule, which wasn't consistent. Maybe because uh, you know the the sort of thought process wasn't as uh, uh, as fluid when going from like page to page. Because I just say, oh, I read thirty pages, and then next week I'll read to the other pages. You know, that was my program on reading. That was my routine when re- reading that book. Although it's a great book, I just. Uh, it's tough for me to get into a, 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 a diligent, oh God, another word, a, a sufficient reading program, you know? Um, uh, but, um, yeah, finished it. Interestingly enough, during the last pages of the Bob Dylan book, I don't know if this is some symbolic uh, so you sort of the devil situation, he mentions the fact that he got the contract for Columbia records and once he got the contract the guy uh told him hey you know what this is and he's like yeah i know what it is and he just signed it because he he trusted uh, the the uh rep the uh the the guy who was giving him the contract i forgot what his name is but it was johnson something johnson um he recorded with spike lee's father which is all which is very interesting he had a four-year child and probably bob didn't met him which is very interesting, man. And then, uh, so his dad, which further solidifies the fact that Spike Lee is middle class. You know, he's known to be middle class, which sort of solidifies that and solidifies his uh, sort of uh, divided view in the end of Do the Right Thing, which is a great movie, or a fantastic movie, Do the Right Thing, which which demonstrates the complexity of uh, taking the Malcolm X type approach or the uh, MLK type approach and it's, it's only highlights it during the end credits of the movie where he shows both quotes in terms of uh, in terms of uh, what am I saying? Did I say quote? I'm okay. Fuck. I'm just uh, trying to remember the stream on my head. Sorry guys. Um, sort of, uh, he shows a MLK and then a Malcolm X quote on how to behave to uh, the, the their sort of view on violence, which is very strange because uh, during the end of MLK's career, it's been told to. I haven't researched this, so this might be false, but you know, I read it from the Instagram, so maybe it's false. More than likely, I don't know. Um, so, so um yeah MLK was a was a peace protester and all that shit and then during the end of his, his sort of life he was like fuck it we need violence you know and then Malcolm X became like uh, after his visit to Mecca became you know maybe uh and this was during his leave for the Nation of Islam was more like um if you haven't seen the the, the kiddings of Malcolm X which is a great documentary series so seems to be well directed and well written and the guy who's in charge of the research is, is, is very prolific in terms of the research um I haven't finished it all but it's, it seems good might have to rerun on it but I'd rather read the autobiography first which is still yet to read I have the book there um Malcolm X and uh, so yeah Malcolm X's day career after he visited Mecca and leaving the nation of Islam he realised that oh I saw blue eyed people uh, and they were friendly as hell I didn't see any sort of race or prejudice people I saw blue eyed people all, I saw brown people blue eyed people all one uh, to facing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um which is a lot of peace be on but subhanahu wa ta'ala I don't know the translation for subhanahu wa ta'ala sorry um, yeah so the, both of them changed their ideologies uh, nearing the end of their life which is very interesting maybe 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 there's some deep state shit into that 
But um, maybe FBI was like, "Fuck, we transitioned MLK, but now Malcolm X is thinking like, oh no, MLK, fuck, we transitioned Malcolm X, but now Malcolm X is thinking like uh, the MLK." It was sort of a, a fuck you. It was, it was a fuck you from God to the FBI, maybe. And they were like, oh, we need to kill them. God was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll take these guys to heaven. I'm waiting to talk to them. They deserve it after all their sacrifices to the world. Nah, Malcolm X's quote, sincerity is my only credential. When they asked him for any ideas, hey, you have any, any credentials, Malcolm X? He's like, sincerity is my, sincerity is my only credential, which is a fucking fantastic quote. Um, there was a sex worker as well, and a pimp. He would be counseled if he was around this age, not gonna lie. Anyways, back to the Bob Dylan thing. Yeah, read the book, got his contract when he was a uh, Johnson, some some Johnson guy. And uh, very interesting. You know how, oh, and if you ever seen, like, um, it's, it's a known fact, like, have you ever seen the movie uh, Rest in Peace, uh, Chadwick Boseman, the movie uh, Get On Up, which is the biopic for, uh, for uh, James Brown, and in it, he meets Little Richard, and Little Richard, rest in peace, Little Richard. And in it, uh, he meets Little Richard, and Little Richard tells him, hey, the white man's going to come with a suit, and he's the devil in disguise. You know, and, and uh, so Johnson, the guy from Columbia Records, offers him a contract for a record deal. Record is done, signs it without even reading the details, and uh, after the record deal, he gives him an album of Robert Johnson. Who, if you guys don't know, is a man who's rumored to have sold his soul to the devil by meeting him at a crossroads because his guitar playing and music writing was so good. And then, um, music writing, guitar playing was so good, people thought he sold his soul to the devil. But Bob didn't, didn't know that. This was, uh, Columbia Records was buying the old, the B-list, the record companies who had the Robert Johnson records and other records. And this was before uh, Columbia Records reissued them. So in essence, uh, uh, Bob Dylan was receiving a pre-release from the uh, record uh, record label, uh, what's that word? Representative. Uh, fuck, another big word. Sorry, I like this tea. It's nice. Um... So yeah, that happened. The only problem with tea is that it gets cold. I wish the tea could stay hot. I wish there was this sort of a hub, like a like a sous vide hub, and it just make keeps the tea at a certain temperature where you'd like to drink it, and then you, you keep sipping on something. If that's available, I'll just have that on my desk every day. That's a, that's a first world problem solved. Hallelujah! Hey, sweatshops are gonna build it. Fuck yeah! Oh, fuck, that's a, that's a thing that makes you trip out and contemplate live no sweatshops um so he recommends Robert Johnson as soon as he signs that contract and he listens to Robert Johnson he goes to Dave Van Ronk Van Ronk who you'll know from reading the book but he has a really good song after I made sure I check out his music because he seemed like uh he didn't he didn't want the the fame he just wanted to be a sort of a club folk singer similar to someone like a Norm Macdonald or uh or, or a um David Tell you know, this being a club comic, or like a club folk singer. Even Bob didn't mention he was inspired by him, so Van Rock was that kind of character. Um, he has a song called Hang Me, Oh, Hang Me. 
and I'll be dead and gone. Hang me, oh, hang me, I'll be dead and gone. Uh, I'm hanging. Mm-hmm. Hang me, oh, hang me, I'll be dead and gone. Great song. Uh, Van Ronk. Van Ronk, Van Ronk, what a great song. In terms of very morbid, and uh, I was watching it on YouTube, and one of the comments said, I was listening to this while I was on death row. Now I'm in a better place. Great song. If I was ever put on death row, if I was ever put on death row, I would play that song. And as soon as it ends, I tell them to hang me after the song ends. And then as soon as I get hanged, I want them to play Twist and Shout by the Beatles. Shake it up, baby, now. Shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. So something like that. Um. So, yeah, that would, that would be hella cool to get hanged like that. Someone needs to get hanged like that. Or maybe maybe I'll write something, though. Someone gets hanged like that. It'll be it'll be, a, it'll be something that Edgar Wright would would kind of do. Ah, uh, shake out a baby now, shake out a baby. Something like that. God, I'm singing. I don't know if my voice is any good. Um, uh, and then John Baez. John Baez is great. Queen of folk. Listen to one of her songs from the book. So he gets Robert Johnson and then sends it to Van Ronk, and Van Ronk is like, yeah, he's the same, he, 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 um, he seems like the same guy, like, he's not original, he, he seems to be copying from other artists, look, I've got the records for the artists he copied, but look, Bob Dylan was just stung and shocked by his songwriting ability, the way his guitar, the way he matches his guitar playing to his songwriting, um, to his, his lyrical ability, which is very strange, because most people are like, oh, Robert Johnson, the member of the Delta Blues, uh, well, guitar playing was so good, people were circulating around, like he sold the salt of the goddamn devil on a crossroad, that's how good his guitar playing was, but, uh, apparently the true story, well, maybe not the true story, the, this, the other story is that he went to, uh, learn guitar playing from a man named Ike Zimmerman, who taught him everything, and then later on he, he progressed and came back. But, but it's a, a very interesting Delta Blues. That's the origin of all music, all modern music, the Delta Blues folk. And Robert Johnson was one of them. So, yeah, and he was just mesmerized by everything, which I found very interesting for him to recommend Robert Johnson. And then, right after he signed the contract with a record company. I'm not getting into conspiracy. Maybe he's trying to send out a message. Uh, in the end of the book, uh, Bob Dylan says uh, uh, folk music was becoming like uh, what Eden was to Adam. Meaning, I had to leave it. Uh, what the gates of Eden were to Adam. Meaning, I had to leave it. So, I did. And it was very dangerous. God knows... The world I inhabited afterwards, uh, but it sure as hell didn't involve God or the devil himself. So, I don't know. I don't know what kind of, what it involved. It involved maybe it involved the, 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 the power of humans, I guess. Which, which you know, women, women, uh, humans are more superior to angels and demons, because I didn't mention that before, because we have the ability to forgive the devil. Whereas an angel can never have the ability to forgive the devil because that's his arch enemy. 
will you have the ability to see the in-between? You know, in my episode, Forgiveness and Devilish Tendencies. Maybe I'm wrong, but I did mention that to one of my um, ex-Catholic friends who went to Catholic school. And he said, yeah, there is uh, some sort of scripture like that where humans forgive the devil. Uh, in a sense, even though he doesn't ask for forgiveness. Uh, so that's, that to me is the most ultimate form of, of, of forgiveness. Because I never, whenever people annoy me, I never, I never blame, seem to be blaming the person. I just blame the, 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 the energy of, of which manifested that. You know, I don't blame the person per se. And if you dissect the root of the energy, it is the devil himself. Um, so yeah, and uh, yeah, that's the ending of the book. Great book. I'll read it every year. I'll make sure I do, um, because I, I can't help it. I might, I, I might read it again. But I've got other books. I'm so excited to read. What? What a fucking great book. Uh, then I meditated and then uh, had some fish and uh, played more to hell for two hours today. And um, yeah, pretty much uh, that's been my, played more to hell. And then uh, now I'm recording this. Uh, at uh, 9.30 which is uh, a bit late to be recording but who fuck cares um, uh, what happened yesterday yesterday I was barely going to sleep yesterday I had a jag shit yesterday I was meant to be recording this because my friends were meant to be hanging out today but I didn't I couldn't because I was too fatigued I was tired I was excited to finish the Bob Dylan book I had this episode to record which I postponed which I was meant to record on Monday so that I could hang out with my one of my mates who's leaving Two of my mates who are leaving you to uni soon, which, by the way, my second year of uni at uh, City University of London, that starts in the 2nd, uh, 21st of September, so next week, um, Sunday, that have my last day at the uh, department in which I work in after I transition to, into another department, which was very mesmerizing, it was very... Uh, very powerful uh, feeling, it's always good to experience such a thing where you just change, and then... Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm going to miss that team. I love that team. That team was great. The problem is they laid off so many people. And I was like, fuck it, I'll take it. It was either that or leave, to be honest. So I took the change in the department. And the, the, I met the department, the people in the department I'm working with. They seem pretty chill. Uh, did you know, guys, did you know that there is a, a, a portrait-like Lego structure for the members of the uh, Fab Four, the Beatles? Did you know that? But it's like 119 pounds. So I was like, God damn it. Um, but with my discount, 33%, I think it trickles down to something uh, uh, between 74 and 85. I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah. Going to be working near a lot of Legos and Barbie toys and, and arts and crafts. And, you know, going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see the transition from dealing with adults who act like kids because they're buying really expensive shit for the for their families uh, and loved ones. Uh, I don't know if that's a kid-like thing, but you know they, they should act like adults. It's a materialistic thing. Why are you trying to? They should be mature about it. Like, why well, the fuck would I buy you give my presents? In the words of the great Kanye West, although he didn't mean it in that context, my present is my presents. Kiss my ass. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that's uh, it's going to be interesting to see kids around in the block, and it's uh, it's nearly children's wear section, so a lot of designer clothing and then toys, which is very interesting, very interesting. And it's like it's it's not that big of a room compared to the uh, gift shop department. 
Uh, so it's a pretty small, tight-knit room, pretty small team, not that big, very controllable, but it seems like the managers seem to be veterans at their thing. A lot of the team seem to be veterans. It's going to be an interesting venture. I'll probably stay there for like a year and a half, then I'll, I'll, I'll switch out. Maybe, I don't know, it depends, because uh, I've already done two of the major retail places by then, I don't know. Um, my plan is to read some Kerouac, get inspired, save up some money. And uh, see if it's read some Kerouac. See if uh, read some Kerouac. Right, read read on the road and fear and loathing in Las Vegas. These two on the sort of journey of sort of books. Um, because uh, the reason why I'm reading Kerouac is because Bob didn't mention them a lot. Uh, on the uh, on the road. Uh, also in the book, uh, he meets uh, the Bono. He has a meeting with Bono and. Uh, he asked Bono, have you ever thought about recording? This was amid the retirement, and he was just touring, and not retirement, but retirement from uh, producing new music. Uh, he was just uh, still recording it, and then YouTube told him, um, yeah, you ever think about recording? And he's like, nah, but I got, see, I got these songs written. I got these, what is that? I got these songs written, you know. I got, I got these songs written, but um, I don't know where to take them. Um, and then the YouTube was there. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go to the right person for you. Um, is, are they Scottish or Irish? Ah, fuck it, kids. Sorry, it's totally a different accent. I got, I got the right person here. Danny Lenoir, a Canadian uh, 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 record producer. He uh, he worked for um, he works for us in our latest album. It was very helpful. And then that that uh, that album later made uh, Oh Mercy, which is his uh, returning album, which was critically applauded. Um, and then uh, uh, and surprisingly, Danny Lenoir was a producer for the game Red Dead Redemption Two, which was great to see. Um, so yeah, that's very interesting. Where was that? 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 Uh, I forgot where I was uh, before I mentioned the Bob Dylan thing. So yeah, back to toys. Team's gonna be very tight in it. Oh yeah, I'll probably stay for like a year and a half to a year, and then read some Kerouac, read some Fear and Loathing, get inspired, see if this whole journey to the roads might be worth it. And, you know, maybe buy a car or, or more bike and just go go travel across Europe. I think I'll save up the money and just do it. Just for the sake of sheer experience, uh, during a summer holiday or something, or maybe uh, after my third, three year, after my third year at uni, so maybe it's going to be uh, two years until I do it. Um, yeah, and then that'd be worth it for me. I think I'll save up to do that. I just wanna, just wanna let go and go across the world. Around Europe in thirty days. Visit Germany, every nook and cranny. I'll be, I'll be, I would have, I would have done enough research about these countries by that time. So I think I'm going to do that. That'll be a great thing to do. It reminds me of um, there's this really great. I know, I, I know reviewers, but like some really niche reviewers. Like there was this really great reviewer. Uh, let me find his name real quick. Uh, he's a headphone reviewer. He's a massive audiophile and he's got experience in making headphones and he's pretty old. I always trust older reviewers who have experience with the thing that they want to review with um, because they just seem better. Like my favorite gaming reviewer is worth a buy like a WAB and he, because he's been playing games for such a long time his reviews seem trustworthy and every game he's recommended has been fun. So 
Yeah, much better than because um, uh, the problem with something like IGN is that well, it's always youth reviewers. It's never old people like worth a buy. Um, what is it? Uh, let me just write the headphones that I wear: Philips Fidelio X2 uh, review. Let me see if, if 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 the guy is in there. Yeah, uh, inner fidelity. Um, He's in that. Uh, that's the guy. He he reviewed the headphones and then suddenly decided to build a sort of a, a, a sort of a van and he's gonna travel along Mexico, eat some tacos, and uh, sell the house that he lives in and make off the money and just live the rest of his life, man. Which is a very interesting thing to do because he's been hustling for most of his life. And then he was like, "Goodbye." Go check out that video. And for that, he made a composter toilet, which is uh, always funny. Yeah. Um, a compost toilet, uh, and yeah, this can be interesting to see. And then, uh, what's funny is that he's reviewed so many headphones, and his headphones are of choice are a uh, Bose Clyde Comfort, uh, the 25, I think, and uh, a Beatles pill speaker, <laughs> which is very interesting to, to see that. Um, yeah, so that, that that sort of thing, you know, just uh, I really want to travel after this pandemic bullshit. Maybe. I'll probably postpone it. I'll travel to looking crannies of everything, even the UK. Maybe with a motorbike or a car. If I can do it with a motorbike, that'd be lit. Uh, I'll probably do it with a motorbike, but I'm afraid the motorbike might get stolen easy. But then again, I can easily replace a motorbike if I save up enough and uh, the, the first one I buy gets stolen. Um... So yeah, it's gonna be with a mobile bike. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna to have to get learn how to ride a mobile properly. I, want, I don't want to do it on the year that I decide to travel around the world, uh, because uh, the uh, directions of I don't know if you ever been to the UK, but uh, uh, the direction which uh, you drive is opposite in terms of the left and right. Uh, so. And the driver's seat is on the left. That just fully explains everything for cars. So it's going to take some while to get used to, but oh, I think I'll do it. Go around the, the European Peninsula. No, see with the world as it is. Rather than being stuck in this, uh, in this introvert bubble that uh, I'm in forever. Like, that I seem to be uh, paying myself in due to the uh, my aspirations and dreams. You know, it's uh, right ironic. And uh, hopefully performing stand-up comic. Um, and um, yeah, that'll be interesting. So, uh, Sunday, Saturday, um, work, same as usual. It's very nice. Very, very pleasant. And then... Uh, Thursday, what happened? Oh, yeah, Sunday, some bullshit happened, actually. Some some bullshit that couldn't make me sleep. Um, I'm not going to mention what it is, because it's a private reason, but it's just some major bullshit that just put me into an abyss of dark thoughts, and I couldn't sleep until 5 o'clock in the midnight, 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, which made my Monday very tiring and made me realize that I can't record the podcast on Monday so that I can hang out with my mates on Sunday. We're planning to go to a Korean restaurant. I've never been to a Korean restaurant. I was interested in trying it, but unfortunately, life uh, isn't doesn't seem to be as friendly f- f- for folk. In times, everything, everything could be uh, uh, castles get attacked. You build a castle, now you're under threat of being attacked. You know, 
you go, that's his uh, thing of life. Castles always get attacked. Even though they're this beautiful, bucolic, ugh, bucolic. Another big word, fortified, fortified, uh, fortified, five terms of, 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 of fury and, uh, and fun. <laughs> fortified, five terms of fury and fun. Uh, you know, they still get attacked. <laughs> Fuck it, we're going big words, we're going to go with alliterations as well. Um,. So, um, yeah, can't complain a lot about my my uh, sort of personality as well. And like before, I've done the uh, 16. So, yeah, like back to the sorry, I'll, I'll skip something. Uh, basically, yeah, something happened, and you know, you can't have a castle without it being attacked every now and then, and then that's that's life, I guess. As a perfect a symbolic meaning towards life. I mean, it's so picked up, uh, and that's why I, did, I couldn't sleep until five on Sunday. God, uh, it was such it made me cry as well, which is very interesting. Uh, I never really cry about the shocks that happened to me. Uh, happened uh, to, to me like that, but it didn't make me cry. Um. So Saturday came in work as usual. Uh, I like train rides. I really like trains because uh, it's either I'm reading a book or uh, trains for me are the best place. Any sort of thing where I'm on the move and I'm forward is the best uh, sort of place for me to read a book because um, I really enjoy. It. Or I just mute out everything. No music. No podcast. Nothing, and I just. Sit down and think. Be introspective. Maybe some funny thought would come into my head. I really like uh, moments of silence. I've been beginning to become more introverted in a sense where I enjoy my my presence alone. You know, which is a great thing because we we whether you like it or not, um, there's a high chance that uh, a lot of us will die alone. You know. <laughs> Which just seems a bit stupid because if a lot of, they should make like an Uber app for hey, don't die alone. There's other people dying alone, so yeah, die together. You know, have a chat with this person who's dying. That would be that's a powerful thing. Someone please do that. You make a lot of money, a lot of money. So like a cancer patient, like an Omegle for cancer patients. Man, that would be cool. That would be powerful. Um. So yeah, that that happened. Uh, an amigo for cancer patients just came out of my head. So I just I just enjoy. I found inner peace in being more introspective about myself and about life and just how how I think about things. And it's nothing fascinating, nothing nothing powerful. I just grew more a more appreciation towards that. And uh, still straight edge. Thank God. It's gonna commit to the five years. Um, the Friday, uh, what happened on Friday? Nothing, really. Nothing happened on Friday, to be honest. Um, Thursday, uh, Friday, I, I, I played Mordhow again and played some Apex with my mate. Uh, been playing Mordhow a lot. If you guys don't know what Mordhow is, it's a, it's a fantasy, it's a sort of, it's not a medieval, it's a medieval game. It's basically, I don't know, it's basically Fort Honor, if you ever played that on the console, which is an utterly shit game. Uh, but the PC version, because uh, you, you have more flexibility into the combat when it comes to the PC version. 
And uh, it's got a lot of parries and blocks, and you have to be specific about the angle in which you swing your sword. You can speed up the swing, you can block the swing, you can transition from moves to moves, you can combo up the moves, you can uh, deaccelerate the swing, you can accelerate it. Um, all, all through uh, clever and well timed mouse movements. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very fun game. I'll probably get bored of it after a while, but games have been, have been depressing me a lot recently. Like, um, because it just feels like I'm doing nothing, but thank God uni is going to start soon. <laughs> maybe maybe my genetic sort of circadian rhythms are so strong that I'm always... Because I've been doing it for 20 years. I've been a student for for 20 years. So I'm just used to... Oh, school's back on September. <laughs> Why isn't school... Oh, sorry, I had the mic. Why isn't school back now? Um... Sorry about the mic, I'm pretty sure if it annoyed you, I'm terribly sorry, I'm very, very sorry, I didn't mean it. And, uh, yeah, it's called back on September, it should be back next week, then I have a purpose to do something. And I'm going to try and get a first this year, fuck it, why not? And, uh, you guys will be with me on that journey. Uh, uh uni's going to be fully online, which helps me save up on travel, but even though... By the time uh, this corona thing eases down, I'll probably be going to doing gigs uh, on weekdays, so I'm not really saving up that much in terms of travel. But you know, I'll probably because I always buy like a yearly tra- a, a monthly travel card from like zone six to zone uh, zone one, which is uh, which just gets me everywhere I need to go. Um. So. Uh, for Thursday, went to D&D, surprisingly. They, they they forgot about inviting me, even though my friend told me last week that I got cancelled. That we're cancelling it due to the corona pandemic and all that bullshit. So hopefully it's still on this week, which is always great. Uh, so yeah, D&D didn't do anything. Remained straight edge, despite the, the plethora and plethora of opportunities to do anything. But remain straight edge, because fuck it. I'm a do it. I can do it, and I'm so proud of myself that I'm remain straight edge for this one. Let's stretch it. Look at me. I've been sober for five years, <laughs> and it's look at you. You're happy because boom, boom, boom. people who have been like sober for twenty years. God, man, and they're just laughing at me. You know. Um, if you haven't seen my episode going straight edge, then. Uh, Go watch it. I'll explain the reason why I went straight edge. Um, well, so Wednesday posted the episode. Uh, Tuesday recorded. Nothing much, really. Just reading books, uh, writing down notes. Why have I got on my notebook? I remember I got on my notebook. Uh, imagine someone who knew everything but could not vocalize it. Like uh, how to properly wipe your ass. He has to demonstrate it to a person with a piece of tissue. That would be funny. But that's not a joke, that's just the thought in my head that I got. Um, nothing much, nothing much happened this week, There's nothing very, uh, very, uh, worth a while to talk about. Um, gonna, gonna, next book is gonna be, uh, either War and Peace or In Search of Lost Time by Marcel Proust. Probably gonna do, uh, I've been, I've been, um, I, uh, I uh, had this uh, thought going on throughout my whole week. I think I remembered it. Um, uh, I, I, I don't want to like uh, tattoos. You know, uh, they remind you of something special. Like if you get tattoos, it's meant to resemble something special. What, what if you grow an attachment to that 
thing that's special, then you have to pay like an extra 300 pounds to get it removed. It's, it's similar to that sort of story. Also, Bob Dylan has 106 IQ, for those who don't know, which is very jaw-dropping for the music that he's writing, which I do the IQ is bullshit. But yeah, it's like... um. I've changed, I've changed, I've, my personality has changed. I did the 16 personality test and I used to be debater for every year and now it's become something else, um, which is strange for me to experience that change. I don't know how I've been experiencing it, but I have experienced it. Maybe it's the meditation. The meditation definitely takes part in it, I guess. Um, yeah, I've changed. Uh, 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 why the thoughts that I had last year are completely and drastically different to the thoughts that I have this year, which is uh, which is very profound to, to to say the least. And I realized that um, there's no point in voicing my opinion about things because uh, they could change in in any moment. Which is why I believe um, sincerity is my only credential. You know, um, what else, uh, what else was I going to say? Um, oh yeah, um, I'm going to, when I return to startup, I'm going to adopt a, a Norm Macdonald, like, um, like, uh, sort of routine where I just stand at the mic, because this, I'm, 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 this, this is my learning phase, I get to imitate the greats, so let me imitate Norm Macdonald for the fun of it, it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be my only chance of imitating him, so why don't I fucking do it? And, you know, later on, fuck, I hit the mic again. <laughs> Sorry. And later on, I'll probably learn something new. Um, for those who don't know, Norm Macdonald is a fucking great comedian. I read his biography. I've read two biographies in a row of people that I admire, Bob Dylan and Norm Macdonald. For those who have followed my previous episodes. Um, yeah, I've, I've decided to just copy a lot of Norm Macdonald. Not in terms of jokes, just in terms of his his style and cadence just because it seems fun to do like it's just you're just standing at the mic and you're just talking and relying heavily on material and the more i think about that i've realized that norm mcdonald might be the greatest comedian of all time i used to think dave chappelle was up there with the greats obviously richard Pryor is like might be the greatest comedian that i've seen uh that is living among my life, I guess. Dave Chappelle used to be number one for that, but he, after Six and Stones, you know, he, I was like, yo, this guy's number one, the way he stood out for comedy and the way he stood out for the, for the creation of jokes. But I finally believe Norm MacDonald is better than him now. I finally believe it. I'm a massive Norm MacDonald fan. I'm very much a massive Norm MacDonald fan. I really like him. Uh, he's the superior comic when faced by Dave Chappelle, I believe. It's, it's, I know that's blasphemy in terms of the comedic world, but I really do believe it. For me, for me. Uh, obviously, not, uh, Dave Chappelle has made more groundbreaking things, but if Norm Macdonald had the same opportunities, he would have, and the same sort of creative freedom, uh, and uh, didn't sort of put himself under a lot of uh, gambling addictions and all that, I think, I think, uh, I think Norm would have been uh, the greatest comic on paper of our time. Uh, you know, Dave Chappelle's great, don't get me wrong, but it, it's funny because I'm looking straight ahead to a Dave Chappelle poster which was on my desk, which I bought uh, a month after watching Sticks and Stones and then uh, waited for the posters and then the frame, I got the frame for it and sorted it out. And now I'm like, um, you're great, but uh, like you're not my favorite now. Maybe it's similar to um, how 
Maybe this no McDonald phase, uh, because now I might be, become more mature and realize the depth and the inner sort of layers of the jokes that, that uh, other comedians do. But I don't think there's any layers, it's just a joke. But um, maybe later on. But obviously the, the, the sort of message that Dave Chappelle stands for as a person who stood against the establishment and now for artistic independence, you know, it, it's, it's still a powerful message. That's who he is, that's why he's solidified as a great. But in terms of humor and joke writing, in terms of a person who I know if given the same opportunities that, as Dave Chappelle would have done 10 times better would have done it 10 times better they, you know even Dave Chappelle says it he's like no McDonald's is the greatest comedian of this time it's better than me he, he's fucking said it so I believe so he said it once no McDonald's is the greatest comedian ever um yeah the, the yeah I think so it's very strange ever since I got the Dave Chappelle poster. I became he became less of a of a of a idol in my eyes, which is very strange to very strange profound experience to, to profound thing to experience. I don't know why. Have you have been viewing him as a comedic god? He stood as a comedic a comedic uh, god for four years. And then... Hello. Yo, get out, man. Fuck's sake, dude, why are you trying to cut me up? I'm recording right now, you dumbass, get out. Yeah, of course I'm going to put it, get out, fam. Get out. Yeah, you're prolonging it, get out. Get get out. Sonny, I'm recording. I am going to put it up. Wow, you think I'm going to cut it up? Get out. That's your punishment for coming in deliberately like that. Get out. Second above? Fucking dumbass. Um, that was a profound moment. Thought, uh... <laughs> he's, he's fucking calling mom. <laughs> what the hell? And then, uh, what was it called? Um, <laughs> that was funny. That was very funny. Did you see the wonders of living in a narrow household? God, that just made every sort of uh, everything I said very pretentious. After that, because I was in this sort of trance, and I don't realize how pretentious. But it's strange because uh, you know I've had a idolized him for three years, and uh, his poster came about, and suddenly he's no longer uh, an idol. You know, very strange. Um. Yeah, Norm McDonald's is the best comedian of this time. I finally believe it. There was, I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast, but um, back in the day when he was in SNL and he was not on with Chris Farley, he contacted Artie Lang, who was also a, 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 a drug addict, and he told Artie Lang, hey, Chris Farley is, is going overboard with these drugs, I need to help me look after him, for, after him in this party. So uh, that's what Norm told Chris Farley, so they both go to the party and then um, Andy Dick, if any of you know him, he's a bit of a, he's bisexual, very sexually provocative, touches cocks, sucks dick, and, yeah, it's a, a very, very weird, touches people's asses. he's, he, he's so well known for this, he doesn't get me to it, because that's just Andy Dick, and then, uh, uh, uh so, uh, Andy Dick, uh, Chris Farley, Norm MacDonald, and, um, 
Also, uh, uh, Andy Dick is, uh, likes drugs and cocaine and all that. Uh, Andy Dick, uh, Artie Lang, uh, and uh, Norm MacDonald, and Chris Farley, and Andy Dick, all four of them are on the party. And then uh, suddenly they can't find Chris Farley. And then uh, Norm MacDonald comes into Artie Lang, have you seen Chris Farley? No, I haven't seen him. And then they're looking for him. And both of them see uh, Chris Farley and Andy Dick uh, uh, leaving the toilet. Now, there's only two reasons for someone to be in the toilet with Andy Dick. Uh, and right now I'd describe both uh, and Norm MacDonald without a beat. He's like, holy shit, I hope he's high. <laughs> <laughs> just those stories he's just, he's just a legendary figure um, and that's why I'm reading Tolstoy because apparently he reads Tolstoy two hours a day which is going to be which sort of shows uh, his sort of logic in terms of jokes and his intellect he's got a math degree he's probably the smartest comedian he's definitely the smartest comedian uh, intellectually speaking um, hates political humour same for me I don't like uh, Trump jokes I don't like anything to do with uh, political satire nowadays because it seems to be the obvious thing. If I do get a job doing political satire, then okay, that's just a job. But, um, yeah, I don't, don't appreciate political satire anymore unless it's, it's very profound and strong analysis like Mel Brooks quality political satire, you know? Um, yeah, so that's been a profound thing. Uh, so yeah, Bob Dylan and the Norm MacDonald books are really good. I can't wait for Volume 2, although I don't think Volume 2 of Bob Dylan will ever come out. The guy jukes us and jinxed us and robbed us and thieved us by showing himself once and he'll never show himself again. Because Bob Dylan was notoriously known for never talking about himself. Uh, he did have a, a radio hour show, uh, which I always found, uh, which I never listened to because it was never on Apple Podcasts, but it's on Google Podcasts. He had a radio show in 2009 and did an hour, uh, three seasons of it, actually. And, uh, yeah, very, very similar. And I listened to a bit of it, and it's very similar to the way I get my podcasts. Uh, maybe he was inspiring me from a faraway land with his uh, with his music. Uh, favorite Bob Dylan song is, uh, oh, uh, Blood in My Eyes for You, I'd say. Great Bob Dylan song. Um... Yeah, not much, nothing this week. I, I hope to get back gigging, you know, because uh, I'm living a desolate and boring life at the moment, and I think the the podcast shows it, but uh, in terms of thought processes, um, repetitive, desolate and boring life, and I hope comedy, I hope I'll be able to be back on stage anytime soon, because I need the, the to reignite the creative spark or the reward system that keeps me going in life, you know, which was just getting at least one laugh from one joke was good enough for me, and that would just make my week, you know, even though I failed five times during that day, even though the joke didn't work after the second time I used it, I still appreciate the, 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 the idea that I can get a laugh, I'm dying for laughter, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not depressed in a way. I'm just waiting for the next acceleration in life. I'm, I'm, I'm bored, you know, and I'm, I've been lazy because there's no use to do anything at the moment apart from writing. And you know, I've, I haven't done that in ages because I, I lack the the the. I don't see the use of it at the moment. 
and uh, hopefully when uni comes I'll already do a purpose and I'll have more stuff to talk about uh, I'm pretty sure when uni comes listen you'll get free fucking uh, politics info from me and my perspective and the way I say it when uni starts um yeah this has been uh, Yusuf Musa your host uh, surprisingly I've got a lot of international listeners Virginia what's up Virginia what's up Michigan what's up France uh, thank you for listening I appreciate you or uh, although I'm not quite certain that the the uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 what's it called the uh, geography for sort of logistics of the, my uh, hosting service, which is a boss proud. I'm not sure if it's uh, accurate because uh, Stevenage seems to be the area where I listen to my podcasts, and I'm not even in Stevenage, <laughs> so I don't know. But the UK is a small country. I think US wise, you can. Acutely identify again, another big word. Wending it with posh words. Ugh, I fucking hate myself. I need to start using. I like using dumb words. I, I really do. I, I, I try my hardest to to um, not be smart, you know, or sound smart. But you know, it's tough to do that being me. But I'm really gonna try and be like that because. Uh, Oh, I think the superior comic is the guy who's, uh, who, uh, well, Norm MacDonald philosophy-wise, and I do agree with it, is a comedian who uh, knows he's smarter than everyone else, but chooses to act dumb. So, yeah, just like that fact, I you. That's why he was saying it about David Lemon, comparing David Lemon to Bill Maher and, and Dennis Miller, who both want to, Dennis Miller and Bill Maher, uh, want to seem as intellectuals, but uh, David Diamond took the sort of backhand role and took the careless uh, clown-like pursuit, and uh, that's why David Diamond's superior to Bill Maher and Dennis Miller back in their day. Um, yeah, this has been the 13th episode of the IMO Podcast. Thank you for listening for the international people, and thank you for listening for the UK people. Uh, love you all. Um, appreciate the fuck out of you. You guys are, are the only reason why I've survived through this pandemic. I, I very much appreciate the fact that I've got a consistent listening fan base from France, uh, Washington, Virginia, Boardman, board Oregon, uh, Michigan. Uh, wait, board, wait, what where, where are the areas? Let me search them up real quick. Let's go on the uh, settings. Uh, where is it? Um, episode. from the latest episode I ramble on, which is before. So, Ashburn, Virginia, Washington, Virginia, Boardman, Oregon, Tarney, Umbria, which is very strange to get. Stephen, England, Norton Shores, Michigan, and Cliche, Ile de France. Um, so yeah, this is gonna be Cliche, Ile de Cliche. Uh, I'm sorry for the French people. I can't pronounce it. I got a D in my French, so please leave me alone. Um, yeah, love you all. Appreciate the fuck out of you. Uh, bye, and thank you for listening again. You guys really have been the reason for for my sort of uh, inter not intellectual card. Another big word for my uh, 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 spiritual. Now I think like it sound like a hippie for my um. Uh, fuck, I don't know what the right word is. Um, for my for my maintenance and throughout this pandemic, and I hope you've been enjoying this as well for your pandemic in your country, and I hope your loved ones and your family and everyone you know, your friends, are staying safe and 
wearing that goddamn mask and not getting fined. Uh, the fine has reached 4,000 in the UK at the moment. If you're not abiding by the rules, I don't know. 4,000 pounds, which is equivalent to 6.2 dollars, 6.2k dollars, I believe. Well, back then, I haven't seen the market lately, but um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, don't forget, guys, for, uh, we're gonna be having guests uh, coming next month, so it's gonna be two episodes per week. Um, so next episode, I'll sort of outline how the uh, how the uh, sort of podcast will be released and how everything will be sorted out. Maybe I'll do it. One on Monday and one on uh, one on uh, th- Thursday, one on Wednesday actually. So Monday will be a solo one, Thursday will be the guest one. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice to chat with friends and and, and loved ones and for throughout friends and loved ones within the spectrum of love that I have throughout the whole spectrum of love that I have. Um, spectrum of appreciation. Uh, also, envy is a great energy. Um, sorry, just remember this. Uh, I've got a lot of artist friends who are in the sort of rap business, and uh, uh, my friend Musty is in the sort of grime business in the UK, which I fucking love that guy. Um, I'm not envious of him. I'm always happy for what he does. And, but he posts a story of a, of, a, of a Musty on Instagram. Go follow him if you're into UK grime. Like old school grime, I love that guy. His, his song EastEnders is great. Um, EastEnders is, is great, which is based off the show EastEnders. But he saw that oh, this show EastEnders doesn't represent East London properly because it's just a bunch of white people. When East, East London's full of like people of, of color, you know. PFCs. Uh, so he posted on a story of a, a song of this Jim Legacy guy, which he always posts pictures of. And then uh, I go on it and listen to a song, and the lot. song is beautiful, and the video is beautiful. It's great, the artistic sort of world of it, and the way the video is recorded, and the lyrics matching into the video, and his, his expression within the video, it's, it's great, go check out Jim Legacy. Um, I don't know this Jim Legacy guy, but I wish to meet him one day, but he seems, I, I love, I love, I love the, 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 the uh, music for the new minute. Or thirty seconds between thirty seconds to a minute that I didn't do, and I loved the idea of the video. Um, I also watched uh, Wim Wenders' uh, Wings of Desire. I was recommending it to my friend who has a clothing line called uh, Angels Love You, and I thought uh, Wim Wenders' Wings of Desire would be perfect to sort of inspire him in terms of his artistic pursuit, uh, because angels do love you. It's hard to believe, but they do, and they're always there with you. And Wim, uh, Angel, uh, uh, what's that? Wim Wenders' uh, Wings of Desire film. Is based on uh, an angel who falls in love with a human and wants to become a human. I couldn't. Here's the thing: I couldn't continue through seven, through over fifty minutes of it because I started crying. The emotions were too powerful. And I don't know. A lot of good movies have been doing that to me. I don't think I'll ever be into good movies uh, that much because I don't like the emotional power of it. Um, yeah, I should have mentioned this before. I fucking left this episode, but let's let's prolong this. At least like a eight to let's wait. Actually, fifty-eight seems good. Yeah, my movies seem to be too far. Arrival did that for me, and uh, this movie seems to have done that for me. Good movies and fuck me up. They really do. Anyways, bye bye.